Five longer to get to the gap. I'm crying. I don't know what to do. Fucking tell you what I see, or just let me let you run like shit. I'm trying to help. I run like shit because I can't get in the corner right now. I'm crying. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Last Case of the Motion episode. Um, good to be back, virtually still. Probably gonna be like that for the rest of the year. But uh, we have a very special guest today, and I'm really yes. excited to have Dan a dude on it. Yeah, we are, Thank are, you for joining us. Or, thanks I'm, for having me. I'm gonna read his intro since he, he, he sent us this intro. He is a stand-up comic actor. Oh wait, he, don't say that oh. I sent you the intro. Then it sounds so <laughs> awful. Like, That's what we do. Hey, we are hey, terrible. Great I am. We research. We research. Oh. Now, see, yeah, I've got other research stuff that, that you've got. He's stuff. super humble. He didn't want us to say anything, but I guess we'll say this anyway. Well, I've got things oh. that I researched that I didn't let, like I didn't see that you put in here. That I was like, well, I want to talk about this. So, <laughs> I'm just going to give our fans a quick update on who we've got on here. It's a, you know, you're in the new NASCAR sitcom that's coming out that's going to be on Netflix, The Crew. You've yeah. also got a, uh, a a podcast, so you're an old pro at doing podcast work. You know, it's what is it? Uh, Country Green uh, number one. I see. I'm reading. See, I read and I screwed it up. It's the number one food oh podcast God. in the country. Green Eggs and Dan, please welcome Dan Adut. As I Thank you guys for Remember. the most awkward introduction I think I've ever gotten. <laughs> That's what we do on the show, yeah. man. That's what We're we do. Like we got all our information off Wikipedia, mm-hmm. too, so we know it's 100% true and accurate, <laughs> Yeah, and we're going to use it all. So, Fantastic. But no, uh, Dan, you and I met uh, when we were filming you know, for the crew, and, uh, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, we I think we were it, – it's funny because – I've acted on a bunch of shows where there's athletes on it, and uh, the athletes are usually awful. They're very good at being athletes, but awful at acting. And we were all blown away by uh, your comic timing. So uh, it's good to it's good to hang again. It was it was it was yeah yeah it was it was really really great. Well, that's because NASCAR scripted. Yeah. It's like wrestling. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it is it is exactly scripted. So we're good actors as well. But no, that was a lot of fun. I had a fun, I had a blast going up to New York and meeting all you guys and i went up there twice we were able to do it twice uh it's a shame uh, that's you know got delayed but i'm looking forward to the finished product it was a lot of fun yeah it's gonna that. it's gonna come out great i think people i think the fans are really gonna love the show too yeah yeah and kevin james is 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 in it and he was a that was my first time meeting him and he was a really nice guy that was, he's uh, a that fantastic was a guy he's, he's a great guy um he's hilarious which is Again, the problem when you surround yourself with too many funny people is that uh, you have to up your game. I like I'm very funny in my family, but in this show, I'm not funny at all. I'm just <laughs> outshined by so many more funny people, including including the athletes. Apparently, no, no, I wouldn't say that. I just Ryan's got experience. That wasn't his first foray into acting. I feel like you have quite the resume now, Ryan. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I've done some shows. Yeah, well, and, and movies. Uh, Your turn as the security guard in um, Logan Lucky was just, you know, some of the best yeah. work. No, that I, I was I was a cake delivery cake guy. cake delivery guy. Oh yeah, that's right. Logan yeah, Lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I delivered a cake. I had a couple lines. Um, that was like in sixteen. That was a while back. But yeah, I've had fun. Did the Taken TV show with Clive Standen. He's a nice guy, and it's been a lot of fun messing around with that stuff. I, I enjoy it. So awesome. Well, it's funny because 
I so I got this show and I was never uh you know I was never I never really fa- followed NASCAR and then after you did our show you and Cole Custer were on our show and I was yeah. like all right I cannot wait to watch NASCAR now because I have someone to root for right so the first race that I watched was the Daytona 500 <laughs> yeah and I'm watching with my girlfriend and it's the first NASCAR race I've ever watched okay which for you guys who've watched that race, imagine that's the first time you watch a NASCAR race. I was like, by the end of it, I was like, I was like crying into a pillow. I was like, what just happened? <laughs> there was like gasoline, like falling into cars. Like people were about to explode. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, that was a wild one. That was, wild. That was I mean, a that's wild our biggest one, race of the year. You know, that's, that's our biggest race. And then it was a really, you know, interesting ending. Uh, fortunately, Oof. you know, everyone was okay after that, uh, after that race. But yeah, that's a, that's a good first one to watch, but hopefully, you know, things open up and we can get you out to one. That'd be, uh, oh. it's, it's a whole different experience if you can come to one. I can't and, uh, wait, see man. it firsthand. So let's get you out. What? I can't so. wait. I have a question, Dan. You guys have started filming some for the show and now you're getting ready to film again. How has production gone like through quarantine and through all of this stuff i mean how has that been going yeah so we we had an order for 10 episodes from netflix we recorded seven of them we shot seven of them and then they told us we're shutting down and we all left and we just got word basically a couple weeks ago they were like all right you're back on so they flew us all we're all staying at this hotel in a parking lot of a mall in long island uh, for you guys watching, I don't know if you guys can see, but this is my beautiful, my beautiful view over here. Oh, oh ground floor. Nice. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, and uh, we're, liter- we're literally confined to this room. We- we're not allowed to leave the door. We can't go out for a walk for two weeks. We get tested every three days. Uh, and then we're going to get to work on Monday. That's supposed to be our first day. So it's... But I think we're one of the first productions in New York to to go back, so we're very very excited about that. So bubble acting, yeah. acting in a bubble. That's uh. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, I mean, if the NBA can do it, then I I, I imagine you guys can do it. Yeah, we got this, yeah. man. Yeah. So are you guys still filming in the same building where we were yes. before? Okay. Same exact place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, that uh, was a cool it's... place. Like it was, you know, you go through where our set was, and then like go if you go to lunch. They were building this massive compound in that middle room of this new, I don't know, show or movie they were filming. But it was cool to see all that work going in. Uh, you don't really ever get to see that. Yeah, and you don't get to see it in the middle of Long Island. Like, you see that stuff in, you know, L.A. or New York City even has got some stuff. But, like, this is, like, in the middle, smack dab in the middle of Long Island. It's this huge studio called Gold Coast Studios. And, yeah, there was an HBO show, I think, that you're talking about that they were setting up for um so it's kind of cool because it ended up working in our favor because no studios are opening up in la right now um i think just one in atlanta but we're like away from everything we're in the middle of long island so we can we can kind of open up safely you know in our little bubble obviously you know working at nascar we've kind of gotten the hey guys we're doing this cool netflix show and kevin james is gonna do this but he's a pit coach or he's a pit crew uh See, I'm screwing up stuff. I know this yes, stuff. No, He's a Josh. crew chief who takes over, a, not taking over a team, but somebody else takes over the team for the fans. What's the show about? What can they look forward to? And I'm doing my best, like, 
interviewer voice on this. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, basically, yeah, it's uh, he is the he's the crew chief, and um, the owner of the team is this old school dude who decides to retire, and his daughter, who uh, is from Silicon Valley, comes and takes over and tries to make changes. Uh, you know, to a to like an old school crew that's very set in its ways. And um, one of the first things she does is she gets a new sponsor. And instead of getting the Big Hoofer barbecue sponsor, they switch to Fake Steak, which is a vegan steak, <laughs> yeah. which is which is like basically the last sponsor you'd ever see on a NASCAR uh, on, an, on, an, on one of the cars. And uh, I think actually in one of the one of the races you guys just had, there was an actual team that raced our car so that we could yeah. get yeah. shots of it. Yeah, the Fake yeah. Steak car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, I can't remember what race that was. If it was so like it was, it was Michigan because I was yeah. there. Michigan, yeah. Seven was the seventy-four for that race. Yeah, it was awesome. I knew they were going to do it at Richmond because you guys were going to come film Richmond. Right. And obviously, everything happened, but I was happy they were actually able to get a fake steak car uh, on their track. I thought that was hilarious. I didn't know they were doing so... it until I walked out to the grid. I was like, oh, I know that car. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was very very funny. Um, it's surreal. I'm curious what fans who didn't know that it was being shot for a TV show thought of fake steak. They probably picked it up. Yeah. I, I even... can't find a website for this. This is, must be a front for something. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Money laundering. I, I knew that it was happening, and it still psyched me out for a minute when I was watching the race. I was like, who's in the 74? Like, I was like, what, why, why is there se- – oh, right, yeah. It's for the yeah. show. Entry. You know, I love, I always tell people I love going to do the, you know, TV shows or movie stuff because, you know, as someone who's obviously like everybody watches a lot of TV and stuff, you don't realize how much work goes into it, like behind the scenes. And, you know, I like seeing that stuff. And it's kind of, I tell people it's similar to NASCAR because you kind of just see the end product on the track or on TV. Yeah. And you don't realize how much work goes on behind the scenes and how many people are involved. That's what I love you know, going to do those shows is you see how many people are involved and how much it takes just to do one scene. That's, oh, yeah. uh, that's always cool to me to see. Yeah, which is which is giving us all anxiety because, you know, talk about it's very hard to make as you've seen on set. It's very hard to maintain six feet of distance from anyone. There's like 200 yeah. people out there at a time. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine. But yeah, look, I the thing I. I love what our show is that NASCAR's involved. So apparently, like all, you know, everything is accurate in terms of we write the sc- or, or the scripts are written by the writers, and then they send it to NASCAR and they go over it and make it. So you know, it's it's always worrisome. You don't want to sound like an idiot and not know, you know, use the correct terminology and stuff like that. And I'm I'm the chief engineer, so like I have to know all yeah. these, you know, nerdy engineering terms, which is uh, you don't want to get that wrong. I'm always curious about that, like. When I, I watched that movie Ford versus Ferrari, and I loved it, but I was like, I wonder what people on the inside would think. Like, was it completely inaccurate and bullshit, or was it was it accurate? The thing. Yeah, that, I, did you watch that's it? Something Ryan? I always look at. I actually haven't seen Ford versus Ferrari yet. What? I heard it was really great. I know I haven't seen it. It's a I know, great I'm film. I'm slacking. It's great, but the thing that threw me off is when they're doing the uh, Rolex Twenty Four at Daytona. It's Auto Club. It's Auto Club Speedway, yeah. like blue walls and all that stuff. And I get that, like Daytona looks nothing like it did back in the uh, in the in the fifties and sixties, but it didn't have blue walls, and that like that yeah. threw me off. And that's just like a little like nitpicky thing, but like for the most part, 
that type of stuff with a with a movie like Ford versus Ferrari. Like I noticed that for like one second, and then the acting pulls you in, yeah, and you forget yeah. about that. The acting yeah. is really good. And the only people that figure that out are like people that are involved in it, right? Yeah. Like that you know. Like I, I like watching those movies, racing movies, because you're like, oh, that was pretty good, or like that's way off, or I know where they're at. They're not at this location. It's that's just stuff you pick out if you're involved in it. But well, like Glory, yeah. the uniforms are terrible in Glory, and the rifles like flop around. But Morgan Freeman and Matthew Broderick, and, like it's <laughs> it's amazing acting. So like you forget about the fact that it's just the costumes are terrible. <laughs> I just love I love those little details though. I love when they get those things right. Yeah, especially for like super fans like yourself. Like imagine they had the blue wall, you'd be like, oh, all right, awesome. They actually like they did their research. Um, so I love that we have that. But besides that, it's just. It's very, it's, it's, I, I feel like as an actor, you get on a lot of shows that are not that funny and you have to like go out and be like, it's really, really funny. <laughs> I don't feel that about this show. This show is actually funny. And I think, it, and it makes my job a lot easier because I, I, I really do think it's going to be a hit and I think people are going to, are going to love it. Whether they're NASCAR fans or not, I just think it's going to be a, like a fucking hilarious show. Yeah. I think, yeah, I got that vibe. I, I felt like, well, I am an amateur, but. I feel like I get caught just laughing at what people say on the show, like what you would say or Kevin would say. Like I would just ruin takes laughing. I'm like, God dang it. Like, I'm not as professional as these guys. I can't because I grew up watching these guys on TV. I like laughing yeah. at their shows and I'm like, God, I, I can't keep a straight face sometimes. Yeah, but you had but, that huge mustache, which which would cover everything yeah. up. So I did. I, I did. It was so, yeah, we well, the first episode I filmed was in the winter and I had one. And then we came back and it was, they shot him out of order. So the second time I came back, it was going to be the episode before the first one I shot. And I didn't have a mustache because it was in like January when I had photo shoots. So we had to have a fake one. And that was a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. So totally. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm so intrigued we'll now. Like, your real mustache? What's that? They matched it? It would look pretty accurate. It looked pretty accurate. Um, they did a yeah, good job. I don't pictures. think you'd be able to tell. I remember there were pictures of your of of your face all over the hair and makeup that they had taken so that they could recreate the mustache for you. Yeah, yeah. We were surrounded by your mustache every day. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What kind of hair is this? Is this spent on someone's body? Is it animal hair? What is on my lip that is going in my mouth? Like, what is this?" But it was a little strange. I mean, everyone Ryan, knows that everyone knows that pubes make the perfect mustache hair, so that's probably what it was. No, I appreciate you saying that. I was trying to not think of that, and then you put it in my head, and that's great. Chuck, you can also, take that out if you want. No, I'm going to leave that in because I was going to let him know. Ryan, you could harvest your own hair in the off season, so you could have a mustache really whenever you want it. Just get hair and makeup people to put True. one on, like boom. That way, you know. Yeah. True. Is there a ban on facial hair for you guys while you're you're competing? Um, my my team is is a little bit more clean cut. Um, so it's obviously been a little bit different now in quarantine, obviously, but, uh, like, yeah, like for preseason photo shoots that we do in late January, mid January, they like me to be clean cut and all that stuff. Um, nice. so that's why in the, in the winter time I had that mustache and then I had to do a photo shoot and be a little bit more clean. So, but there's not really a ban. Um, they just kind of like me to be a little bit more right. cleaned up. Get the, I hey, grew a mustache during, during quarantine. I had a nice a big like handlebar 
mustache. It's funny, a lot of people are growing mustaches during quarantine, which I think is very offensive to people who have mustaches like all year long because we're like, yeah. the only way I'm going to grow this is if I'm trapped in my home <laughs> and there's a pandemic outside and I can't leave. That's the yeah. only way I will look like you look all yeah. the time. Dan, yeah. I feel like you're attacking me a, right now because I have, a, I have a mustache. I feel like you're attacking me right now. It's... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Are you, are you, was that, a, that was a microaggression? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I actually, like Ryan, will grow mustaches throughout the year and, like, have them at random times. And it's funny to me, like, the people that can't grow a mustache, like, the people that aren't blessed enough to be able to grow one, like, don't want to do it and don't want to show it off. And then now's their time to shine, but they're not going to show anybody. Right. Yeah. yeah. Get, that, get that mask protecting you. Mm-hmm. No one can really see. It's funny. A lot of people were making fun of me when I grew mine. They're like, oh, nice hipster mustache, dude. I'm like, hipster? <laughs> I'm Iranian. Literally everyone in my family looks like this with a mustache. Like I'm, I'm counterculture by shaving this thing. Well, that's <laughs> We're just good. a bunch of hairy Iranians by... with mustaches. I was like the only one without one. You know, hey, I think uh, they look good. I enjoy yeah. them. Great. I enjoyed my it dad too. always had a mustache. Your dad's a pilot. He was a, pi- yeah. he was a pilot, though, and I feel like if you're, I mean, a large percentage of pilots have mustaches for some reason. Would what is you he pilot? What, what kind of planes? Um, he's retired now. He finished on an Airbus A330. So he was doing like the big international, like double decker. Oh, wow. Yeah. Pretty sporty. Just getting drunk the whole time. That's awesome. Pretty much. He used to call it a uh, dinner and a movie because he was so senior level in terms of being a captain that they would put him on flights with junior captains to like train the junior captains and because it's like overseas. He would get dinner, check in on the junior captain take a little rest, watch a movie. So That's pretty cool. Yeah. Grand- grandfather did. Yeah. He was, what, 40 plus years he was a pilot? So, long ass time. Wow. I don't know if I'd trust a pilot that didn't have a mustache. I feel like that's got to be like a... I mean, even, doesn't the emoji, didn't we yeah. talk about this? Like, yeah. the emoji of the pilot has a mustache. That's so good. Yeah, they're grouping them into that. It's pretty wacky if you're going to fly a plane with a mustache. Yeah, it's like part of the job. I am I am shaving mine off, though. I can't decide if what? I'm going to do it Saturday morning or – I'm doing a playoff beard. You weren't on last week. We had Dylan, oh, yeah. Dylan on. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm shaving it off uh, for the playoffs, so I'm going to grow a playoff beard. Um, yeah. And that's sort of going to be my – I've oh, done nice. that every year. Shaving off a mustache is always funny. I feel like everyone who shaves their mustache off first does the Hitler mustache so they can see what that looks like. Take some pictures, send it to your friends, and then <laughs> shave the rest Working, of it yeah. off. <laughs> or the chaplain. I did we that. can call it the chaplain, I did too. That. I know. It's always well, – I feel like Charlie Chaplin got – He got the wrong end of the deal. deal. Yeah, he was – He was. I know. It's like either the funniest person in the world or the worst person in history. <laughs> There's yeah. no, no middle ground with that mustache. <laughs> yeah. I did that exact same thing when I shaved mine off. I did that, sent it to some buddies, and then shaved it off. I know. Yeah, I did exact it too. same thing. <laughs> I sent it to my I sent it to my mom. She did not appreciate it because we're also Jewish. She was like, not cool, dude. Not cool. I was like, it's Charlie yeah. Chaplin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Goodness. So you're you're uh Green Eggs and Dan. How <laughs> so long this you been podcast doing that? that you do. Green Eggs and Dan. Um it is uh I've been doing it for about two years now. Uh it is a it's my food podcast and some way, somehow, it became the number one food podcast in America. Um, 
And I'm going to have to have you on, Ryan. It's basically a, a food podcast where I interview people who are not necessarily like food personalities. It's more just like, you know, um, actors, writers, uh, entertainers, famous people, whatever. Because everyone's got, everyone's got their take on food, even if like they're not in the food world, you know? And yeah. each episode starts with a, an actual picture of the inside of the guest's fridge. So uh, we kind of go into your fridge and roast it. And then we get into a conversation about food. Well, you'd be very disappointed with the contents of my fridge. It pretty much consists of waters, body armor, beer, some eggs, and like yogurt. Right, that's, <laughs> <Wow>. about <it. laughs> that's about all that's in my fridge. Holy shit. Uh, we get it, yeah, Ryan. Not... You're sing- we get it. You're single. We get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Not, uh, not the most, you know healthy Wait, what's, what's body armor body armor is a sports drink uh they oh, compete okay. against like powerade and gatorade oh got it um and they just surpassed powerade actually in uh i don't know sales or no way things like that yes and they've only been around since 2011 uh, so they're growing like crazy they're actually based up in new york uh this company hmm. and uh, they're really good people and they've been growing like i said like crazy here and their goal is to Beat, beat Gatorade, so they've been on wow. track really good for the past yeah. handful of years. So pretty good. I'll, I did that um, hot sauce challenge with Dylan with Mamba, which you <clears> haven't <throat> done yet, Ryan. Have you? I have not. I'm you not. I'm not a good spicy food person. So be... All the more reason to do it. Yeah. He provided me with the body armor, and it did help quench the heat on the tongue. How bad what was, was it? it? Like, yeah. what was the challenge? So we have this friend who works um, in the industry too, and he's doing this. So it's like 10 hot sauces that you like order in varying degrees of heat. And it's rock, paper, scissor for each. And the loser of each of the, actually it's 12, 12 rounds has to do a shot of the hot sauce on a chip. Oof. But it like starts out just like just jalapeno. And then it's like jalapeno and whatever, habanero. And then it's like, slowly works its way up so it has like at the end it's got like ghost pepper like ghost pepper powder scorpion like all this different stuff oh my god yeah i like spicy though i didn't i mean it was hot but i felt like i took it like a champ yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty wussy when it comes to hot foods too (laughs) yeah i can't do it it's it's like that show uh you ever seen that show hot ones yeah i do the 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 wings yeah i think that's a brilliant show man that's a brilliant show like you get celebrities on their athletes and they drop their guard because their mouth is on fire so yeah. they can ask them pretty pretty intense questions so they open up i thought that was a genius show and now it's on tv yeah like it's a tv it show picked now. up yeah yeah i yeah, found it's hard. You, oh sorry if you chew with no, your please. mouth open it's not as bad sounds gross but chew with your mouth open there's less surface area that the hot sauce gets on before you swallow so if anybody to put you up for a hot sauce or a hot Spicy food challenge, just just chew with your mouth open. These are Kim's hot tips, yo. Kim's yeah. hot tips. <laughs> yep, hot yeah. Tip. We did a shoot in Nashville during uh, the banquet last year at, I forgot what the name of the place was, but they had this hot hot chicken, Nashville hot chicken. That Ooh, I love it. It made, like, everything water on my face. Like, it was just the, it was so delicious in the first, like, five seconds like you could taste the mm. smoky of the pepper and like everything that they'd done to it but then when that heat hit it was just 
unbearable. But that first 10 seconds made you want another bite. Like, that's how good it was. But they also had, like, milkshakes on hand, like boozy milkshakes to counteract the heat, oh. which... Oh, fun. Oh, that, like, that makes it even better. A little bit of rum, a little, little bit of milkshake. Makes you forget the fact that you're sweating and crying and your nose is running ah. all at the same time. <laughs> I love Nashville hot chicken. I think it's, like, one of the most delicious things. It's so. It's basically just fried chicken with like chili powder on it. Yeah, and it's so good. I've been experimenting in quarantine with adding more heat to foods that I've eaten, like Cajun seasoning to fish, and like just mm. kicking up that uh, the heat. Well, heat. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've never understood it. Like, <clears throat> it just ruined. Like, I can't taste anything if it's too hot. I'm like, well, well, it's too just... hot. It just has to have like a. It's still you have to still have flavor. If it's too hot, but there's no flavor, then you're yeah, it's not fun. It's my line. Like I'm a mild yeah. wings kind of guy. You got to start. You got to start. You got to start a little bit and then move your way up. You don't want to start with habaneros or anything because that's like the equivalent of me starting <laughs> with the Daytona 500. Right. <laughs> and yeah. Seeing that as my first race. But you can you <laughs> you work your jump way up right in that. though. You got to jump right in. Yeah. Like it's going in yeah. the deep end. Yeah. That's true. And that's I can like see a balance there. A Daytona race, like going to a Daytona race and actually being there will probably make somebody more of a fan than mm-hmm. like any Daytona or Talladega. Talladega, really, that's the one. Yeah, I would put Talladega over Daytona in terms of like action. And also Maybe action in the infield too. Like the infield at Talladega. Yeah, like like that's what I'm saying. Action combined like on track, off track. Yes. You know, you know what I think what might be up my speed is the Sonoma one, because then I can go like do some wine tasting, get some yeah. booze in me, then go watch an app. I mean, that sounds like a dream. Yeah, Sonoma, that's a beautiful area, obviously. And yeah, you can go to the wine, all the wineries, and then go watch an NASCAR race. That's the best of both worlds right there. Seriously. They got good breweries up there, too. There's good breweries up there, too. And it's like oh, smack yeah. in the middle of all of that. The track is. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean... Hopefully it doesn't get burnt to a crisp, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, if not, there's always Watkins Glen because it's like the East Coast version of it, and it's the wine's not as. Good yeah, I know it's not as good, but it's it's more. Uh, Where is Watkins Glen? It's in the, the Finger, Finger Lakes, Lakes in New York. Oh, in New the York. Finger Lakes. Yeah. So actually, Kim, there's the so this is a funny, uh, a, a weird advantage of global warming is that the wine region in New York is actually putting out much better wines now because hey. yeah so silver lining I, mean, I i will say it's been probably eight years since i did a wine tour there so that's eight years is a, a long amount of time for there to be a uh, more warm so I oh yeah their their rieslings their rieslings are apparently some of the best in the world and they also are starting to make cider um a lot more and cider actually before prohibition was the highest selling spirit in America. We were selling That's more cool. cider than more than than beer. Um, and then uh, after prohibition beer basically ended up ended up uh, taking over. That's awesome to me how like the the that stuff changes over time. How like I don't know if it's the taste buds of Americans or what it is how that like will evolve and shift over time. Is it the economy of it? I also think though that Americans uh, in general I think that our food and drink palate has gotten so much better in like the last 20 years. I feel like we appreciate better food and like yeah. better booze and like, you know, I think uh 
you know, look, just look at beers. Look at beers in America. Yeah. Here's the thing. I, I feel like, I feel like uh, food in America and drink in America is the best in the world right now. And I think it's because American ingenuity is like, you know, we can knock things out of the park if we put our minds to it. We can land on the moon. We can do whatever we want to do, right? So once that ingenuity started pointing to food and drink, I think, you know, that's why we have more microbreweries than I think anywhere else in the world because everyone started nerding out on that or we started nerding yeah. out on barbecue and like the best barbecue in the world and like, um, you know, even fine dining stuff. America's doing better than Europe in my opinion. So like, I don't know. I'm, I think it's a very exciting time to be... Uh, in America in terms of, of food and drink. You mean you're telling me that Hamburger Helper and like a Coors Banquet beer isn't fine American dining? Listen, <laughs> hey, I'm not above that, bro. I'm telling you, there's, we, you know, it's all about balance. It's all about yeah. going to a NASCAR race and then a wine tasting afterwards, you know? Yeah, yeah, you got to balance that out. Yeah. Did you see that guy? It was like this week where his like shed shop caught fire and the water on his property was turned off and the only thing he had on hand was Bud Light and he put the fire out with Bud Light. I'm just saying, people that drink Bud Light are drinking water, essentially. That, Legitimately, <laughs> like look it up. He, he, I think he was like in California maybe. That sounds like know. like a Super Bowl ad for Coors or something. <laughs> it, like I was like, what is that? And he said, so, he had something funny too where he's like, yeah, my friends used to make fun of me for the beer I drank because they said it was basically like drinking water. And the guy puts the fire out of his house with cans of Bud Light. I like Bud Light. I look, I don't think that I think I think one of the problems that people get into is they become too precious with their food and everything has yeah. to be they have to have artisanal and local and this and that. It's like sometimes you just want a fucking Bud Light and a hot mm -hmm. dog is all you need. And yeah. I don't know. That's you can yeah, you, you can have your cake and eat it, too. Mm. You can eat right. the cheap shit, drink the cheap. Like, I love craft beer. I'm a huge craft beer fan, but at the same time, I will stock my fridge with Miller Lite and go to town on that any day of the week. Like, Yeah. You can... Yeah, I'm, I don't really like the craft beer train, man. I don't... I, there's only, like, a couple craft beers I can drink. I just don't really like them for some reason. I don't know why, but... You know what? You know what I'm, I'm picking up, Ryan? I think that you are... You're a little anti... Or you you you're you're a little anti-aggressive flavors. So like spicy, you can't do. Artisanal beers usually are super hoppy. Right. So you probably yeah. I can't do hops either, man. I can't like I'm I'm actually I think I'm allergic to it. Like if I have like a double IPA, I start like breaking out in hives. So yeah. that's why like yeah, when it comes to beers, like I'm down with like um like a Bud Light or like I love I love the Japanese ones like Sapporo. Mm. They're like very watery, Sapporo. but like they're delicious. Yeah. I had a last night. Yeah. yeah. When I think it, it falls, it that like coffee and like scotch all kind of fall into that same thing. Like, do you drink coffee with sugar and cream or do you drink it, it black? Black. Like, I think uh, if you drink black coffee, you're more likely to drink higher hoppy stuff when it comes to beer. Like That's not true. I don't like hops and I only drink my coffee black. Whoa. That's fine. How do you drink your whiskey, though? How do you drink your whiskey, Kim? All different ways. Go to whiskey. I'll drink it straight. I'll drink it straight, but I'll drink it with like a little splash of ginger beer. I'll drink it. Just depends what mood I'm in. Okay. 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 I like an old fashioned. That's usually a nice uh, uh, version of whiskey to yeah. me. Two ice cubes. It's about. It's about it. That's all you need. Like a splash of lemon. I can't. Do, yeah. You know what? 
and and I'm I'm gonna get a lot of shit for this. I feel like the older I get, the less I can do like bourbon, like the stuff that like burns on the way down. I'm just like I think I'm I'm done with the burning, man. Like, give me gin, give me you know, even whiskey. But the bourbon, man, it fucking it's like punching me in the esophagus. That's I can see that. I, I feel like gin does that to me. I oh, can't no, drink really? gin. I think yeah. it's the sugar a lot of times in the bourbon that that can help with it hurts that a little like higher sugar drinks to me will do that same type of thing but if i drink scotch mm. straight up like i'm fine do you guys have a kentucky race I do yeah we already uh we don't have one anymore this year we already did it uh, a couple months back so but, it, are, are the concessions different at all the um you know are they are they kind of specific to the local place that you go to like will there be more like bourbon served in the in the races in kentucky and wine served in the ones in sonoma i'm actually not 100 percent sure i don't know if you guys would know that more than me i'm not i'm uh, not certain uh, i don't i don't think it's like it's not like that everywhere but there are places where it's like so like if you go to homestead miami speedway like they have arepas that the arepa stands like mm-hmm. in the concession where like if you're in martinsville virginia or like they got hot dogs no you're not gonna have an arepa stand. so it's no, just like it's not right. like completely like siloed but there are like a couple of tracks where they have and certain things they'll serve texas does a lot of like they had the tacos, tacos and in like a lot of the the uh sweets like i know texas did like the a burrito that was like a hog heaven burrito Oh, cool. Talladega will do like a giant meatball for the big one. Like they do specific things to kind of tailor to the crowds there, but not on like a massive it. scale. And I don't know if I was a fan at a race. I don't know if I want to be drinking, like sitting in the stands in the summer, drinking like whiskey or like bourbon. Right. Or like I drink a cold beer. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah. I don't know. Like yeah, Kentucky, Kentucky offered, you know, their finest Kentucky whiskey. <laughs> I really wouldn't want to sit in the stands. In 90-degree weather, drinking whiskey. You're not going to walk out of there. We're like the only sport where you can BYOB. The last race I went to as a fan, I drank 24 Miller High Lifes throughout the race. It was the the Bank of America 500 at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Goodness gracious. But it was a full-day event. And, like, I walked out, and I remember walking away thinking, well, I can still walk, and I drank that much (sighs) beer. But it's endurance drinking. Like, you're doing it over time. If you did that with liquor – I'm not walking out of there. Ponies? Are you lying to us and you were drinking the ponies? No, no. It was the full-on. We were in the uh, coming off a of turn two in that old grandstand that was out there um, on the backstretch, and it was just a bunch of folks from the mountains of western North Carolina getting shit-faced drunk, having a good time. <laughs> I met people I that like it. knew somebody that I went to school with. It was just this family atmosphere. It was amazing. I seriously <laughs> can't wait to come to a race. And Chuck, you and I will have twenty-four beers, even though you'll be working and I won't be. We'll uh, that'll that'll be our challenge. Well, if we do a, like a video about it, then I can say that I'm working. Oh yeah. And as long as it's is like the official beer sponsor of NASCAR, you know, we Boom. could do a whole like thing where we're filming and it's drinking and, and showing off the product. You know, product. Let placement. me ask you this: Does it? You know, you were obviously a fan before you started working for NASCAR. Did you feel like once you started, once it became work, um, it, I, I guess this question's for all of you. Like, once it became work, did it not become as fun? Like, I'm a comedian. I've always, I always loved going to stand-up comedy clubs. Like, I loved it more than anything. And then I became a comic, 
And it's like the last place I ever want to go is a comedy club because it's like I got. I'm thinking about work or yeah, I'm just not into it. Is it the same for you guys? It's fifty fifty. Like yeah, I, like I, would, I don't know that I would choose to be at a racetrack during an off weekend as like the top place I want want to be when I don't have to be there. But, but I still like want to know what's going on, so I'll still like tune into the race. Right. I haven't been to a race since Daytona. I was on the way to Atlanta when they shut everything down. And now mm. I've watched more, like, I've tuned in to the Track Pass app on the NBC Track Pass app to watch, like, ARCA races because I haven't been to the track in that long. So I'm watching more racing. It's weird. It's weird, Kim. <laughs> I see you laughing. But, like, I'm wow, watching more racing now because I can't get there. You you were watching the Arkans. The Arkans? The Arkans. Arkans. But, yeah, I'll go to, like, short tracks and stuff and you know stuff that i uh you know grew up watching i'll do that if i have time you know in an off week or something but and there's a little tiny dirt track about 10 minutes where i live that races on wednesdays and i'll go watch that every now and then just because it's close but yeah it definitely changes um but i grew up around it so my dad drove nascar for a while and his dad uh, ran dirt tracks up in ohio pennsylvania um so i just grew up around it but yeah once you kind of get in it like honestly like you don't want to talk about it as much probably you know you don't want to talk about your job just because it's your job now you know but i still like going and watching local races but uh not not every single time i get a chance but if it's if it's convenient yeah you know for uh for a comic i feel like the worst question that we ever get is say something funny or yeah that's just i hate it more than anything what is the equivalent of that for a for a race car driver um it's questions like, like the most, there's like two main questions I get. And it's like, do you get dizzy going in circles all day? That's one. Okay. And then, and then it's not like do something. It's like, what is this like? Or what do you have to do if you have to take a piss in the middle of the race? Wow. That's actually, a, get that. That, that sounds like a question like that I would totally ask. <laughs> I get it all the time. Uh, and really, honestly, if you got to go, you just go. Uh, no way really in the suit yeah yeah i personally have not done it because i don't want to be sitting in a pissy seat for <laughs> hours on end so i take care of that before but there are times i've had to go but i've just held it but some guys i know they'll just go they'll just piss themselves yeah. um wait a second that's just part the telltale of sign, if you're watching a post race the telltale sign is they'll take that they'll get out of the car and they'll have like a bottle of water they're chugging and you'll see them like oh my god that's fucking hilarious has anyone ever just like taken a dump while they're racing tony stewart <laughs> come no, on one yeah he had a stomach bug yeah this guy was really sick and had a stomach bug and i think they were racing in Watkins Glen or sonoma i think it was and, a road uh, course yeah yeah he ended up winning the race won the no race no way yeah and before he went to victory lane he went to his trailer and got a new suit and came back and did victory lane Dude, he needs to get like a Pepto Bismol sponsorship or something after that. Yeah, but yeah, there's that's only that's the only time I've ever heard of someone doing that in their suit, but just because he was had a, he was pretty sick. That, I heard rumors that Jeff Gordon did it once, but I don't know if that's true. Yeah. And I, I haven't heard like, that one. I feel like not a lot of people are gonna like fully admit it. Tony was in a no. place where he couldn't really deny it because he won the race. But like, if you don't win, I feel like you could. Well, I'm just gonna go over here and. Also, if you won the race, you're just kind of like. Whatever, yeah. do whatever the fuck you want to do, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's true. Yeah, I don't care about your judgment at this point. <laughs> like, I just won. I shit myself, and I won. That makes me the greatest. Yeah. I don't think I asked. I, I feel like I, I was asked because I, I nerded out on you. I, I like driving a lot, and I'm, uh, you know, I have a fast car. And I remember asking you, like, I'm like, what, when you're on the road, like, what do you drive, you know, when you're not uh, on the track? And you're like, I have, like, an F-150. I was like, oh. Yeah. I thought yeah. I pictured you in like a fucking Lamborghini, just like <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I get that town. too. It's like, do you go really fast on the roads just because you can't contain yourself? I'm like, it's actually the opposite. Like, I right. I have like a bunch of slow old cars just because I don't, I don't really have like a need for speed outside the racetrack. And I always right. say like, I get paid to go real fast on the track, but I'll get a ticket if I or get in big trouble if I go fast other in other places so yeah I don't I get asked that all the time and no I really only had a couple speeding tickets in my life and that was like when I was 18 so I just don't really oh, have the really? I, I feel like it would be fun yeah. to talk your way out of a speeding ticket now as Ryan Blaney yeah yeah I uh, have not had that opportunity but I know a couple people who've gotten out of it but would you like blame it on, on, on the wedge in the back end of the car or like would you say yeah. that you had a right rear going down you're just trying to make it to the uh to the to help. Uh, I don't know. I feel like you'd just be truthful to the guy. Yeah. It'd be like, listen, I was late. And hopefully he like if it's around your home, he'll recognize you and be like, Okay, just don't do it anymore. But I feel like if you hint too much at it, they're gonna be like, Oh, this guy's an asshole. And he's making up excuses. Or you could use the excuse, I really had to go take a shit. That's true. That's a good that excuse. Is true. I have yeah. I have I have an interesting question which uh I'm not sure if you if you get often or not, but I feel like the interesting thing about NASCAR to me is that in some places it is the most watched sport uh, in town, and in some places no one watch, no one knows about NASCAR. Is it weird when you travel the country and some places you'll be treated like a rock star, and other places like people don't really really know who you are? Yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely more popular in certain areas, right? I mean, more East Coast um, areas, just because that's where it was born and that's where it's grown. Right. Um, you know, it's nice. We go out to the West coast of California a couple of times. Um, you know, Las Vegas, you know, places like that, uh, Phoenix, Arizona. So, uh, and it's, it's growing a lot more there, which is really cool, but it is a little bit different. You definitely know kind of the crowd and the atmosphere. Um, but I like the places it's different in like, okay, we go to an East coast race and it's like, all right, everyone's a NASCAR fan. They've been around it for a long time. They know everything about it. But I like going to the West Coast, too, because it's a lot of people's maybe first time at a race and they want right. to learn about it, which is really neat. You can kind of teach them what it's about and stuff like that. So it is a different crowd. But uh, I like I like both of them. I like teaching new people about the sport because uh, there's a lot more that goes into it than people see. And so that's why like I like going you, to the West Coast. When you went out partying in New York City, did you did people recognize you or what was it like in New York City? Yeah, when we went out. A couple of them nights, um, yeah, one or two people came up and yeah. recognized me, and I don't really, you know, really care for. I'm just like I always tell them, like, listen, I turn left, like it's not a big deal. <laughs> it's like I'm just a person. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, it definitely varies. But like, if I go out in Charlotte, like more people are going to know who you are, uh, right, right, right. just because of the area. But uh, yeah. So what about you? Like, if you go out in New York or Los Angeles. Like, I'm sure it varies from place to place of just recognizability. You know, it's weird. I, I feel like 
Um, I get noticed here and there for like acting or for comedy, but like I I actually was on a Disney show for like four years and it was this random role. It was such a racist role when you think back at it. I was on this show called Kicking It and I played this character named Falafel Phil. <laughs> and it was so delicious Yeah. And uh, it was supposed to be like a one episode thing and it ended up like... I ended up being like the breakout star of this show was Falafel Phil. And suddenly like little like 12 year old kids anywhere I went were like, holy shit, it's Falafel Phil. And their little heads would explode. (laughs) (laughs) So it was like a very, very weird type of uh, celebrity. Like adults didn't recognize me, but kids would fucking lose their shit if they saw me. (laughs) And their parents wouldn't know who I was. And the kids would like run up to me and the the parents would be like, whoa, son, who is this man? How do you know this man? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that's, you know, being an actor is interesting because a lot of people just know you for your roles, right? You know, yeah. it's like, for like what you put on TV, it's like maybe that's not your personality. Like yeah, yeah, and they assume okay. you're like that. But right, right, I think right. 199% of the time that person's not like that. Right, right, exactly. I mean, it's acting, man, you know? Yeah. It's a weird fucking job. It's like we play make-believe. Yeah. You you turn left, I play make believe. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But I don't really like it. Uh, the, I think the cicadas are acting up out there, Ryan. You hear them? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's been the, 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 the fun oh, thing yeah. each week is like we always get comments on like Twitter or Facebook. like, do you guys purposefully in, insert like the, the bugs and the, the birds into the show? It's like, yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> we actually send them up there. Uh, they're genetically altered cicadas that that only chirp during the hours of eleven and twelve on Tuesdays. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's the technology <laughs> that NASCAR has. We've got that. Yeah. It's funny because I have my headphones and I can't really hear them, but yeah. they're loud today. Yeah. God, they've been loud all season. And are you wearing your? Uh, are those in ears like like the racing in ears? Yeah, Racing Electronics yeah. made these for me, but they have like bigger speakers yeah. in them so they're my everyday headphones okay uh so they're, yeah, not they're the awesome but they're not the ones you're wearing in the car no no okay. no no. these have like a lot longer cable yeah and uh bigger bigger speakers inside of them so uh that part's not i, I like these more than like i hate over ear headphones yeah because mm. they're just all clunky and stuff and uh these fit into my ear great and it's almost like noise canceling or it's pretty nice but yeah, it's yeah. the same mold yeah, that's my racing ear molds, But Dan, one of the things that we do at the beginning of each show is we play because uh, we're getting close to the end. So I'm going to play the music to wrap us up and all that. You won't hear the music, but the fans will hear the music. We always play yeah. like the best scanner audio from the race before, and like I'm going in the office later today to pick it out. But I have a feeling that it might be Chad Canals and William Byron from uh, Dover because they were yelling at each other pretty good. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that on Twitter uh, the other day. They were going at it. it was and then late. everybody was like, oh, it sounds like Chad and Jimmy. And then what they, they, what they do the next day, they put a, together a pretty solid run. So sometimes that yeah. yelling at each other works. The other thing that I wanted to ask you is Dale brought this up on, on uh, I think it was on the race broadcast, that he used to yell at people um, during the races to see if they heard him, like under a red flag or, uh, 
He said he yelled at Clint one time during a red flag at Martinsville, and Clint never turned. But have you ever yelled at anyone? I know you've done your like hand signals out the uh, out the window, but have you yelled, yeah. ever yelled at anybody? Like under red, or like any time, like not any time, just mic? to see. Like, can I yell loud enough to get over the engine noise? Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> well, you know, you're not going to go over the engine noise, but you're like, hey, you asshole, yeah. or something. Like, when, like and you don't want to broadcast it. When Kevin made the pass at Dover, like the in car oh, kind of yeah. showed a little bit of a head move from you, like. Is that just like a mother? Oh, yeah, I was yeah. like, motherfucker. Yeah. Because we missed it by a lap. Yeah, but I didn't say that on the radio. I just, <laughs> to myself, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Son of a bitch. But yeah, that'll happen. It's a good thing there's not live bikes always uh, in the cars. There there are? I think it's great. There are? It's just when it's under, uh, under power, it's the engine noise that it hears. Chad? Well, yeah, when you have an in-car camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Chad Wait, got in trouble. Who, Chad Jimmy okay. got in trouble. Yeah. Who can you communicate with when you're racing? Yeah, so our helmets, uh, you know, they have microphones in them, and there's buttons on our steering wheels that we communicate to. There's only three people that will talk on it. It'll be the driver, uh, the spotters, who are really high above the track and are kind of your eyes and ears. Are you getting a fire alarm? Is that is. a fire alarm? <laughs> yeah, it's a fire yeah. alarm. Oh no! <laughs> Wait, how do you deal with a fire alarm if you're quarantined? And you can't oh no! Leave? I don't know. I'm not allowed to leave, man. <laughs> oh no! What a great oh, way to end no. this show. This is how Dan died while doing a podcast. <laughs> can't leave. He burned the light. Can't leave. But he's just got to stay in that burning building. Do you have a light to put the fire out? Is your question. <laughs> Oh my God! I'll well, put think, myself uh, on. I'll put myself on mute while I slowly die of the uh, fumes here. <laughs> no, I, it's a great way to end the show. Yeah. So well, that's I can like hit, our cue. I can hit the music. It's playing, and we can thank yeah. Dan for joining us, and hope, wish him the best yeah. in in the afterlife. After you know what, whatever comes next, uh, your next big project. <laughs> yeah. As the smoke Damn, slowly man. overtakes him. Send help! Thanks for being on, man. Hopefully you get out of there safely, and hopefully we'll see you soon. And Thank you so much. Ch- I appreciate it, guys. This has been a yeah. wonderful last uh, hour of my life. <laughs> and you'll and everyone to- check out Dan's Cooking Show, Green Eggs and Dan. And the crew when and it I- comes out on Netflix. And the uh, crew. Yeah. The eight episodes that and, are already filmed. We don't know if we'll get the next uh, please, two for the ten. And please follow me Follow me on Instagram at StandUpDan. At, yes. At StandUpDan. At stand I'm up trying band. to do it in between the. Uh... <laughs> Perfect. And rate Thanks review on iTunes, it. like and subscribe on YouTube, and uh, rate, and rate and review. Talk to us on Twitter. We'll listen, maybe, sometimes. Maybe.